In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Today you heard a prophecy from Moses, Genesis, and its fulfillment according to St. John the Evangelist as he wrote his apocalypse, his revelation. That prophecy from, that's recorded by Moses, but it actually is a prophecy given by Jacob as he's commending to his 12 sons before he dies what will be for them, according to the Lord's word. And to Judah, he gives this special promise that Judah will be the one who will overcome both the enemies and all of his brothers will bow down before him. He will put his hand on his enemy's neck, which is in the ancient world a way of showing their submission to him. But the thing that caught my ear most was the promise that Judah's son would be a lion. Judah's, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? <laughs> when you think of a lion, do you think of an animal of, of peace and tranquility? <laughs> Maybe of nobility, the king of the jungle, after all. But not someone, not an animal that you would walk up to and maybe try to pet, right? For fear of maybe losing your hand or indeed losing your life. Lions are fierce creatures, terrifying even. They're creatures not only that are the kings of their territory of the jungle, but they are also creatures that are quite savage and brutal and can terrorize even humanity. God picks up on this theme uh, in, or according to the prophet Micah, who we've been studying in our Sunday morning Bible class. In Micah chapter 5, it's recorded, the remnant of Jacob, this is Judah, shall be in the midst of many peoples, like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, that tarry for no man, nor wait for the sons of men. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles, in the midst of many peoples. He shall be like a lion among the beasts of the forest, and like a young lion among flocks of sheep, who if he passes through, both treads down and tears in pieces, and none can deliver. Your hands shall be lifted against your adversaries, and all your enemies shall be cut off. A lion in the midst of the, of the forest, or a young lion amongst a flock of sheep. This prophecy is of Judah's son, the lion of Judah. And this prophecy is of Christ. Is this the sort of Jesus that we'd like to meet, who is a fierce lion? with sharp claws, sharp teeth, who tears apart, who devours. Well, that, of course, is the Jesus that we've been meeting the last few weeks of the end of the church year. Christ who comes in judgment, judgment against sin, against this world and its wickedness, against the devil, and he will terrorize them. But uh, maybe you remember 
C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Lewis, through allegory or metaphor, he conveys a picture of Christ, again, as a lion. The lion's name is Aslan. And there's an interchange between the children in that text, Susan. They're asking about Aslan. This is with the beaver, I should say. Aslan is a lion. The lion, the great lion, said the beaver. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Well, who said anything about safe? Of course, he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? He's not a safe lion. He's not a tame lion, but he's a good lion. How can he be both at the same time? Well, this theme of the lion who comes from the house of Judah, who comes, yes, with terror for his foes, who devours, who conquers, is also picked up again by the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 19. This is the Lord's lamentation for the princes of Israel. What is your mother? A lioness. She shall lay down among the lions and the young lions. She nourished her cubs. She brought up one of her cubs and he became a young lion. He learned to catch prey and he devoured men. The nations also heard of him and he was trapped in their pit. And they brought him with chains to the land of Egypt. This is all, again, a prophecy of Christ, who was born of the house and lineage of David, who came forth from Israel, from her, whose words were sharper than any two-edged sword, pierced to the division of bone and marrow, who entered into his own temple, declared it to be a den of robbers, overturning the money changers' tables, who rebuked the demons and cast them out of the, into swine, into the sea, who rebuked the winds and the waves. The nations heard them, but they didn't receive him. He was trapped in their pit, and they brought him with chains to the land of Egypt. When she saw that she waited, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. And he roved among the lions and became a young lion. And he learned to catch prey, and he devoured men. He knew their desolate places and laid waste their cities. The land with its fullness was desolated. Again, he comes in judgment against sin, against this world, against the devil. But then Ezekiel departs from that terrifying picture of a lion. He says, By the noise of, its, of his roaring, then the nations set against him from the provinces on every side. The nations spread their net over him. He was trapped in their pit. They put him in a cage with chains and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him in nets that his voice should no longer be heard on the mountains of Israel. This is a prophecy again of Christ, of course of Judah, but also of Christ. And this is where our expectation of this line departs. 
We think of the lion again in terror, of the king of the jungle, of one who dominates, is overpowering, who tears his enemies to pieces. But here again, he is captured. He's drawn into the net. And as we know, he did so willingly. He allowed himself to be overcome by his enemies, even to be killed by them. And that was, that's what makes this lion good, a good lion. And then this interesting thing happens when we heard its fulfillment in Revelation. <laughs> when the angel speaks, or excuse me, one of the elders speaks to St. John and says, Do not weep, looking again to Christ. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Behold, the Lion of Judah. But what did John see when he looked? I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood not a lion, but a lamb, as though it had been slain. A lion and a lamb. There's an expression about a lion and a lamb laying down together, being a picture of heaven, right? It's not exactly a perfect quote. Actually, it goes like this from Isaiah 11. The wolf shall also dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the lion goat, the young goat, and the calf and the lion, young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. I will hear that again at Christmas, I'm sure. But here is Christ, and he brings both the lion and the lamb together in a both pictures of himself together in one scene. The Lion of Judah is the Lamb of God who, as John will tell, John the Baptist, who takes away the sin of the world. The Lion who is not a tame lion, who does come with justice and vengeance against his foes. But in that justice, he gives himself, lays down his very life for you, his people, Thereby he is the lamb, the lamb that takes away the sin, whose blood is the atonement, the covering for your sin, to forgive you. Both lion and lamb together, a little child shall lead them. So we see in in John's revelation the fulfillment. The fulfillment of this promise of a lion who would come and who would tear apart Israel's foes. Judah, who would conquer the nations. But not exactly how they might have expected. Yes, he would end the foul reign of the devil and all the temptations of this world, even our own sinful nature. Yes, he would be the king of the world. But not through sword and not through battle, but through giving, through sacrifice, through the giving of his very life. For you, his sheep. Also, the shepherd lying down for his sheep. This should bring us cause for rejoicing this Advent tide as we look forward to Christ not only coming to us, as we remember, as he came in the manger, but as he comes to us through his word and through his gifts, as he will come again on the last day to bring us home to heaven. And you see that that's how all the creatures, even the very earth itself, rejoices 
with the Lamb in the midst of the throne who's washed in his own blood and the blood and the wine grapes, as it said. How do they respond? How do they sing? They sing with joy. They sing with exaltation. They sing, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. How can they say such things? Let's begin because, yes, they know that in him there is forgiveness of sins. But it's also because he is the fulfillment of the promise given by Jacob to Judah, which we heard in Genesis. Not just that he would be the lion, but that his name would be Shiloh. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of people. Shiloh, that's the word for peace. Peace not only between you and your neighbor, but truly peace between you and God. That's what Christ brings. That's our cause for rejoicing. That's what forgiveness of sins is about. That God does not reckon our sins against us, but has placed them upon his Son, who died for them and who has forgiven them forever. Shiloh has come. Time of peace. And the picture that Jacob gave, I think, is fitting. As we heard on Sunday, Christ comes into the holy city, riding upon a donkey, the colt, the foal of a donkey. And here we hear that the donkey and the colts are bound to the choice vine. Even the donkey is given to eat upon the grapes of his vineyard. And he washes his garments in the wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than the wine. This is a beautiful picture of the sweetness of the gospel that is given not only to Christ, but it's given even to the donkey whom Christ rides into the holy city, which you heard on Sunday. That's you. That's you. So for all this, we give thanks to our Lord and Savior, and we rejoice that he truly has come to save us, the Lion of Judah. In his holy name, amen.